Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm Ariel Kebble. I'm Sterling Jones. And this is Spiritual Gasm. <laughs> so Sterling and I are two best friends who do everything together except each other. Yeah, Cassandra Ogier. Ogier. She does equine therapy. Yes. But there's something about just being in that, you know, being in nature, mm. being, you know, in the presence of horses. It really helps to kind of settle thinking. A lot of the time it's in, it's in, the, it's in the acceptance of who you are and the horses really respond to that. I, I really believe that underneath every single person, you know, whatever, whoever they are, whatever they've done, is, is an innate purity. Wow, we make ourselves laugh. That's weird. Will we ever introduce a show where we don't giggle afterwards? No, we, we tickle our own pickles. Well, that's <laughs> part of the gasm section. Tickling pickles. Tickling pickles. The <laughs> orgasms. Get it? O, yep. o face. O. Um, o what's o, going on? Oh. Ariel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's oh, new? Oh, come on. You've seen Office Space. I'm going to show her my O face. Oh. 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 You know that. I haven't seen Office Space. What? I don't think I have. We're going home immediately and watching it. When did you learn French? Isn't that Spanish? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, anyways, what uh, what's our show about today, Sterling? Well, we have an amazing guest on. Uh, as per usual. I know. <laughs> I know. We have another amazing guest. I actually, I'm going to have to be on my best behavior. Why? Because Cassandra is her name. Con- Cassandra? Cass- Cassandra, because she is, not Cassandra, Cassandra, because she is uh, British. Yeah, Cassandra Ogier. Ogier. See, there's that O again. O. Ogier o. face. Very excited about talking to her today. She does equine therapy. Yes. And equine so, therapy, everybody. That is, is where so you, powerful. You use horses to help people uh, overcome Things such as sexual sexual traumas. Um, they work with equine therapy. There's like special needs programs. There's like youth programs. They even work with like senior citizens. Um, I know my aunt actually had dementia, and they had her in a really beautiful equine therapy program to yeah, help my, like the motor skills. Um, so yeah, my, it's just my father used to take uh, horses down to the children's hospital in Dallas. Really, and like that him. Instagram video of the horse going in the hospital? No, they would come out to the like. They, my dad would bring horses to like the outside of the hospital like in a grassy area oh wow and those that could come out would come and like pet home and stuff and it was like my dad said it was very emotional like, it, yeah mm-hmm. i can imagine yeah i gotta meet your family yeah he would take junior or palomino Aww. there's something about junior though junior was the friendliest horse ever but every once in a while i was like dad you took junior to the hospital <laughs> And he was like, I tranquilized him basically. Oh so, my God. <laughs> well, because Junior, every once in a while, he would get this like little like side about him. Like that, he had a tequila shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got frisky as fuck sometimes. Wow. Junior bringing it. And then he would just be like the sweetest 90% of the time. He was the sweetest horse ever. Like literally would like lick your face and like try to hit on you. But is he you? Pretty much. <laughs> but then 10% of the time he was just a dick. And oh, he would like bite. You. He would like kick if you walked behind him. 
And uh, your dad brought this horse to yeah, the children? Yes, Jeez. <laughs> Multiple times. But well, I'm happy no lawsuits ensued. I know, I know. But, you know, that's part of part of the rescue. Part of yeah. your being your dad being your dad. Part of my dad being my dad. But, yeah, my dad drugged him, so it was fine. Well, back to Cassandra. Cassandra Ogier. Yes. We, uh, Stoy and I both grew up around horses. I did start riding when I was very, very young and did hunter jumpers. And I just. Um, Fancy. Horses was my escape. It was fancy, but you know what? My family's not fancy. So I had to learn it. You know, it was funny. I was like the girl who was competing on a $4,000 pony, which I know sounds like a lot of money when you're six years old, but I was competing against ponies that were 250,000. And I always called Flick my, my horse. His show name was Scrapper John because he was a little scrapper and I love him. But he was a pony, but he actually had a horse size head and horse size ears. So he would just like flop around the ring looking like a little mule. And so we call him Mule Pony. But we would go in the ring and we'd win everything. We were just like this little scrappy duo. And so... I learned you were, the, you were the hood rats of Hunter <laughs> Jumper. And nothing has changed. <laughs> Only I'm in Hollywood now and not Florida. But yeah, so I learned at a young age, like, you know, money is bullshit and all this snobby, stupid shit. And it was just like me and my best friend, my horse. So I'm excited to talk to Cassandra today and hear her her horse stories. Yeah, I feel like this conversation will be go. I we're gonna be on our best behavior because we have what, she, to. what she does for We're real, not gonna tell real. It, yeah. Go ahead. No. No, I was just going to say real talk. What she does is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So and we, there's real, real healing, especially her organization. She heard it, it specifically deals with equine therapy and people have been sexually abused. So we will be taking that very seriously today. Yes, absolutely. So should we, um, should we get our new best friend on the phone? Who's that? Cassandra. <laughs> oh, also here's what's fascinating about her i want to talk to her about this so apparently well she's from london so she's already fancy am i gonna get bored in this interview wow that is so rude well i don't know i'm just gonna say like you know me. why because it's serious and you can't talk about sex you know i have major add issues don't i sterling you want to know something about you you ask me any guest we have on that's not automatic like openly sexual you're like are we am i gonna get bored? i'm gonna get bored right. <laughs> but we have amazing guests on the show and they're so informative and because you can't ask them the size of their penis you like get bored pretty much does that make me <laughs> a, pervert. a pervert okay just making sure okay right um but i mean there's nothing wrong with you i love it i just don't think our guests will no i feel like i feel like the information she's gonna give and i know that I, I, I kind of like saw what she does and I've heard about her. And so I know what she does is amazing. I'm excited. But, but I think it's fascinating. She apparently used to be in casting and worked for like one of the most prestigious theater companies in London. And now she has transferred all of her energy into this equine therapy. So first of all, I'm wondering if she can still like get us a job. If there's yeah, like, does great. she pull any weight? Cause I'll go to London. We're well, <laughs> like I'm out of LA. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm available. <laughs> avail. <laughs> avail. Um, so I'm excited to talk to her about that. Anything else? Oh man. I mean, yeah. Yes. Something else or no, let's yes. Let's. Talk oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have other questions, but time to get her on the phone. Time to get her on the phone. Yeah. Okay. We need to stop talking. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> All right, Cassandra. Ogier. Ogier.
Hello. Hi, Cassandra. This is it, Cassandra. Yes. Or Cassandra. It is. Well, if you're English, it, you, it would be Cassandra, oh. which I am. And if you're American, you could swing over to the ah. Eh. <laughs> All right. Well, hello, Cassandra. How are you? I'm very, very well. I've just been at, at the ranch this morning, so I've oh. uh, I'm all fresh from being with the horses. So oh, I'm ready my to talk dream. to you about. Yeah, ex- whatever it is you want to point in my direction. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, let's- wait, 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 sorry, because I'm I'm horse obsessed. So let's just start at the beginning. Where's the farm? Well, it's a ranch. Many, a ranch. Um, but where I was this morning is in Malibu. Oh, how fabulous! Now, is this yeah. was this ranch affected by the fires? Actually, it was. Yes, um, it's called Sky Dog Sanctuary, and they were affected by the fires. But um, luckily, everything's pretty intact, and uh, you know, business as usual. Rescuing horses is their is their game, and they're back on it. So, Great. yeah, I was down Fantastic. there helping them out this morning. Great. So, okay. So, let's tell our listeners. Uh, what you do. I mean, we have a list of all your accomplishments and uh, everything that you do from co-founding She Heard Power, um, equine therapy for people. So you used to be in the casting world. There's yeah, so much to talk about. Yeah, you you do. Wow, s- that's true. You've done, a, done some background stuff. Of course. Hey, we're, we're, we're pretty professional around here. Well, <laughs> just kidding. We're not Just kidding. All. We have great producers. Yes, exactly. We have amazing producers. But uh, so give us a little uh, overview of what you do for, uh, for people. Well, um, I think probably the, you know, kind of generic word is, is equine therapy. Um, although it's a very shifting kind of paradigm, but basically I get to hang out with horses and invite people into that, into that space, um, for many, many reasons. I mean, it could be from leadership development all the way to, you know, working on trauma or working on a story that you might have. The horses are, well, as you know, you both know. You know, the horses are just so grounded and so present in the moment. And I think that, you know, we can probably all agree that in the busyness of life, we kind of forget about that, you know, that inner part of ourselves. And the horse really brings us very quickly into the present moment just by the fact of their grounding, their their wisdom, just the way that they are sensitive to everything that's going on around the environment, the emotional terrain, which they have to do for their survival. I mean, they have right. to really know what's going on around them. So it, it makes them exist in that presence. And when you, um, and yes, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, and is this all age ranges or a specific group of people that you work with, with the horses? Well, yeah, I work, I work with a lot of different demographics. I've worked um, with a a lot of teenagers in rehabilitation for drug and alcohol abuse. Um, I've worked very specifically, especially through She Heard Power, with people who've experienced sexual trauma, sexual abuse. And, you know, really, it can be for anybody. It doesn't doesn't necessarily, it's not a trauma base. It's, you know, it, it, it could be around panic attacks or anxiety. But the learning, which I feel like everybody has, (laughs) Mm -hmm. really, it's available for everybody. And in fact, that was I'm jumping, you know, I'm jumping forward here. But that's how I met Beth Bears. Um, We love Beth. Yeah. So we co-founded She Heard Power together. 
But the reason that Beth started coming to see me was because she was suffering from anxiety, from panic attacks. Wow. Um, you know, who knows, due to, you know, really stressful kind of life, you know, on set and, and not having a lot of time for herself. And she just discovered this amazing grounding presence of the horses, basically. And she came just to do a, a bareback riding course. And it was through that that, you know, she really discovered the impact it had not only on her, but also um, her sister who had experienced um, sexual violence. Oh, wow. And just the impact that that had on them on this weekend program really inspired Beth to come with, you know, come to me and say, look, I, you know, I really, really think this could work for for multiple women, you know, for and and hopefully in the future multiple men too, because it's a so, amazing healing modality. Definitely. So walk us through that. So it was a weekend course, and what you stay up at the ranch and work with the horses all weekend. Mm-hmm. That's that's one option. Yep, that's how the She Had Power weekend works. It's actually a two and a half day uh, weekend, and people stay locally around the ranch and come in every day. And even the private sessions that I do, um, I tend to like to work with people for two days and it's not two solid days, but there's something about just being in that, you know, being in nature, mm-hmm. being, you know, in the presence of horses, you know, within, in the, in the environment of nature. Um, it really helps to kind of settle thinking. I think that's a really good way to say it, you know, settling our thinking Settling the kind of, you know, the, the masks and the things that we, you know, innocently end up putting up around ourselves and forgetting or losing contact with that kind of true nature and, you know, our innate wisdom, really. You know, it happens. That, that, that's what happens in our busy lives. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you this. As far when did you start? Um, tell us your history with horses. Like, how did you get involved with horses? Was it an early well, age? Or? I used to ride horses when I was a, when I was a little kid and uh, bareback and, and bitless, you know, just jumping yes. on ponies in the field yes. and, you know, rustling the bucket of pony nuts so they all come galloping up the field. <gasps> and um, and I really I feel like horses really saved me because I mean I had a I had a pretty tricky upbringing myself, um, which involved. Um, some sexual abuse in my in my family and um the horses just made everything real for me it was like somewhere where I could go where there was no bullshit there's no judgment there's no expectation and um it wasn't till you know you you brought up me working in casting um you know I'd been in the film industry I'd had my three kids I'd really done a, a lot you know to heal my own trauma and um I came back into contact with horses probably in my in my early 30s and I could really feel that this new connection that I was making with them had another level. It wasn't, you know, about the horse as a vehicle or the horse as a sport, you know, I mean, which is which is fabulous. But there was a more spiritual element to taking away all the, the saddle and the bridle and the bit you know, the metal in the horse's mouth and riding horses from, from that place really brought me into a presence that I could see could be really, really helpful for others. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I funny enough, I feel like I know I've met people when I tell them that I play polo or that I grew up rodeoing. The, the idea of a horse freaks them out. So the fact that you're using them in the opposite way is uh, is maybe funny to somebody who's afraid of horses because they are right. sometimes nervous animals. But mm-hmm. the fact that uh, so do you get your horses like through a program to make sure they're not going to toss anybody off or like or because I know I know they all have different personalities. Like how do you how do yeah. you choose? Well, for and- sure, if you're going to be riding, you know, yes. Let, but but I want to. I don't want to kind of get too far into the riding aspect because the the equine therapy, um, you know, that we use with She Had Power or or any of my programs, uh, it's the majority of it isn't riding at all. And you bring up such a, a good question because, yeah, if you're you know, you're faced with a 1,500-pound, 2,000-pound animal and you don't know what you're doing, part of the experience is being able to approach that horse when you're ready, when you're, you know, when you are feeling grounded, when you are feeling that you've relaxed your body and you can you can really see what building a relationship is from that standpoint, What how easy it becomes. So if, even if fear is involved, and when, that's kind of part of it. You yeah, know, and what it, you just said, right? really understanding. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Yeah, it's. I, I was just saying that what you just said right there of being able to let your guard down and, and be able to approach the horse, do you think that's how it parlays into sexual abuse? Because once one has been sexually abused, they have all sorts of walls up or guards up and... Like how I'm trying to figure out the direct correlation between the two specifically, not like, just like the healing, well, the, the healing process. Yeah. You, you, you've hit on it. So, you know, I think that what can happen, um, with, you know, sexual assault, sexual abuse is that, um, there seems to be, a, um, a, 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 well, a misconception around boundaries and, mm-hmm. um, you know, Obviously, everybody's story is different, but but a lot of the time, we actually do work with people on on boundary setting because obviously, if you're going to go into a field or even a you know a pen with a with with a horse, you need to know how to say no or how to stop that horse or to 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 make a mark and say you know to even either invite them in or to be clear about you not wanting them to come in. Right. And part of the somatic experience, which is, you know, what I mean by somatic is um, in in the body distinct from the mind, you start to actually, or people start to experience how, how powerful it is to be present in your body. And a lot of the time when, you know, with sexual assault, sexual abuse, then a lot of people have spent a lot of time not being in their body and yes. being very good at not being in their body. Learning how so to check there's out. something about, yeah, there's something about really feeling present in your body and needing to be in your body because you have to have a 360 kind of awareness around the horses and feeling comfortable in your body, being able to say yes, you know, when, when I'm ready uh, for the horse to come in or no, I'm not. So, so part of the, that program is actually to give people a real, a real grounding and sense of that in themselves. Wow. And I think that that sort of leads on to, it's something you the cracking open. in your body rather yeah. than talk therapy, 
right? Because you can talk about it and you can go back in time and, you know, you're recreating the pain and, and you're not really having a, an experience of feeling more empowered in yourself. So it, it definitely points people in that direction for sure. Oh my gosh, so yeah, many things. Point. I mean, there's so many, I, everything you're saying, I feel like I'm like so much wonderful information you're sharing. I, I just want to backtrack for a second quickly for anyone listening. Cause I'm, um, I do a lot of somatic body healing and I love it and really believe in it, but I don't think that's something that people are very, well, not everyone is familiar with yet. So to just kind of talk about that for a minute, somatic body healing is basically like the concept that the body remembers things that the brain doesn't, especially when it comes to trauma, because sometimes our brain actually tells us to forget about things so that we can move forward in life thinking that it's protecting us, but really it's, it's creating problems for us and walls down the road because we are carrying this trauma in our body and reacting to the world as if we still have that trauma and we're not remembering it. So, yeah. So I think that the reason it's so powerful, whether you're doing somatic body healing one-on-one with a teacher or with the horses or the animals is to really help bring up these feelings that are stored in our body that actually we don't even need to know where they came from. If it is too, if it is too painful to remember that it was from a sexual abuse or a physical abuse or whatever it is, or even just a teacher telling you you're stupid, whatever it is, I hope no mm-hmm. one does that, but you know, yes. yeah. that, that really is, we don't need to know the trauma or relive it. We just need to be able to feel it, to let it go so that we can truly, our bodies can move forward and we, we start reacting in new ways and, and do start letting that, like that's when the boundaries melt without us even realizing it is because we're no longer carrying those deep, like seated wounds around. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I totally agree with you. And I do think that it's really interesting that you pointed out, um, you know, we don't need to go back. We don't, you know, I mean, sometimes we, we can't remember, we don't know. But there is something about, for me, definitely the, the somatic experiencing. And it's almost like you suddenly experience yourself in a different way. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you, you are able, well, let's just carry on with it. Because I think boundaries is just such a great, you are able to, you have the power to say no. You know, you, mm-hmm. you it's physically in your body, when you feel that, and, you know, obviously I'm going to relate that to the horses. When you can say no to a 2,000-pound animal, you know you're going to be able to say no at any time. Absolutely. And that, I think also to your point, it frees up any thinking. It's like it's something that you know intrinsically in your body. It's like your wisdom, your mind is quiet, and you know you know how to do it naturally. Yeah. And, and we, all do, we all do. I mean, that's the thing, that underneath it, what I experience with every single person that I work with is that we have that innate well-being underneath. It's not like it exists for some people and it doesn't for others. Right. And I think that that somehow this somatic, you know, the somatic experiencing, well, certainly I can only speak about it really in terms of the horses, it, it goes twofold. It quietens the mind by being in the present and it gives us the, the feeling of empowerment so that we can we can kind of let go of the stories or let go of the thinking yeah. around it.
Hey, Ariel. Hey, Sterling. I sure do like that gray sweater you're wearing. Where's it from, huh? Huh? Um, it's actually their oatmeal color, and it's from Everlane, my one of my fave new companies. I love Everlane. Can you tell that I'm wearing Everlane too? Look at my shoes. Quit trying to be like me. I always want to be like you. I love my shoes. I get compliments everywhere I go, and I get to say, oh, it's from Everlane, and they're really cool because they make premium essentials using the finest materials without traditional markups. I say that every time. And your voice goes up when you say it, which I is I know, because I'm trying to make a point that no matter what your style or preference is, Everlane's clothes look better, cost less, and last longer because Everlane sells directly to you. Their prices are 30 to 50% lower than traditional retailers. I'm going to continue to talk like this until everybody goes to Everlane. So everyone go now so he'll stop talking like that. Thanks. Um, I seriously, I wear the, my Everlane sweaters to set every day. And then it's perfect because if I, if I have to run to a dinner or something after, I still wear my Everlane sweater. So whether you're cozy and chilling out or on the go, Everlane's for you. That's not even an ad. I just made that up right now because it's true. But here's something else that's true. In 2018, they made a commitment to eliminate all virgin plastics from their supply chain by 2021. And they are very transparent about every step in their process. And Everlane is radically transparent about every step in their process. With their responsible sourcing and ethical factories, you actually know where your clothes are coming from, how they've been made, and how they price each of them. No other company is as direct or open about their business as Everlane. That is why people like Angelina Jolie, The Today Show, and NPR all love Everlane, and so do we. Right now, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com slash spiritualgasm. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order. That's everlane.com slash spiritualgasm. Everlane.com slash spiritualgasm. Hey, Ariel. Hey, Sterling. You know how like whenever we travel, like I'm always kicking the sheets off and I'm sweaty and like burning up all night. And you're yeah, not. and I have to pack my beanie and flannels because I'm freezing. Yeah. Well, guess what? I don't do that anymore because I sleep in Brooklyn in sheets and it controls my temperature throughout the night somehow. No way. Way. I don't sweat anymore. Like I'm not I don't like, believe you. I don't I can't believe it either. I don't understand what's happening. These sheets are magical. They've changed my entire sleeping experience. Wait, so I don't have to pack a beanie anymore? Well, you might need that, but all I'm saying is I no longer like am burning up all night because these sheets are like cool to my touch and they I like slide into bed and I'm just so thankful Brooklyn and sent me these sheets that have just I get better sleep now I'm not lying I sleep better is that weird no I can tell you're making it sound very sexy I know all this energy is because I have all brand new sleep I feel amazing no I was just gonna say beyond your amazing bedroom they also have essentials for your amazing bathroom so you can wake up in the morning feeling refreshed and then take your shower and feel refreshed with your amazing towels shower curtain and bath mats they even launched ultra soft loungewear that makes you feel like you never left the bed sterling i think you're about to have a whole new life here i mean it's happening it's happening already i mean 
They were founded in 2014 by husband and wife, Vicky and Rich Fulop, who wanted to find a beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. Their mission is so simple, to make you comfortable. Yeah, they got it going on. Yeah, they do. So if you like softness, comfort, essentials to help you relax, Linen has it all. I couldn't recommend their products more. For graduates, newlyweds, friends, families, or just treating yourself to a bedroom upgrade, which everyone deserves. Brooklinen is so confident in their product with all of their sheets, comforters, and towels that they all come with a lifetime warranty. That's amazing. So to get 10% off and free shipping, go to brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and use promo code SPIRITUAL. Brooklinen. Everything you need to live your most comfortable life. So, you know, obviously, so Sterling and I are both clearly horse lovers and advocates. And he shared, you know, Mm -hmm. he grew up in the rodeo. I grew up doing hunter jumpers. And I remember when I was three years old, I was begging my parents to go ride. And they were like, what? Because no one in my family rides. I was like, I'm just meant to do it. Whatever. (laughs) You know, like, and at five I was showing. And I remember going to the barn every day. And what you said earlier about being able to like go to this, there's no bullshit. And I remember Mm. I used to tell my pony, Flick, I used to tell him all my Mm -hmm. secrets because for me growing up, there was there was some trauma in the family and there was always like, you know, money was a really big topic of conversation always. And so, you know, I think as a child, safety was a big thing for me. And I just always remember feeling so safe. Like I was like, just get me to the barn. I'll feel safe. I'll feel safe. I, I would I wouldn't say that out loud. I would say to myself. And I remember my horse being my best friend. And I was just like, when I'm with you, everything's okay. And I would tell him everything. And, you know, so what would you say to people? Because I also know, like, it's just, I was born with it. It's in my blood. I love horses. I feel they're, they're how powerful they are. And I just always want to be around them. But there is so many people, like Sterling said, that are terrified of them. And, you know, what would yes. you say to people listening who are like, yeah, this is all great and dandy, but like, I'm not getting near that thing. It's going to bite my finger off. You know, what, what, what would you say? Well, you know, it's kind of going back to, I I think that you've got to feel moved by doing that, you know, I think it's got to call to you, you know, and like you were, you were called to, you know, go to your, you had something like, I want to be with the horses and then, you know, being able to be yourself and and not to, not to have any judgment. You know, I, I wouldn't suggest that anybody does it without, you know, feeling that there's something that resonates, you know, and that could be because it's a challenge, you know, that could be like, well, you know, I, I, I can face this fear, you know, some people come at it like that, but I think a lot of the time it's in, it's in the, it's in the acceptance of who you are and the horses really respond to that. They, that the more that you're authentic, the more they want to be around you in a peaceful way. Right. Right. Um, and isn't that it, is, sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say, isn't it true though, that horses are like a divine reflection of ourselves. So like if someone is full of fear in a moment or full of anxiety, they, you know, the horse will feel that and almost mirror it back. So I think sometimes that's why people are afraid of it, but isn't it that it's, that's actually on purpose to show you where, like, even if you think you're relaxed at a, at a moment in time, the horse will actually show you you're not and to help. Yeah. Like, I mean, yes. I think it's really true. I mean, they, they see beyond the bullshit too. 
So, you know, if, if I'm, if someone's scared, the horse might keep away because it senses the fear and it, it may act, you know, a little anxious itself. But the minute that you start to quieten down and to breathe and to relax, that's exactly what the horse does too. So you're right. It's like a spiritual barometer, you know, that they, they, they sense it. But what's also really interesting about it is that if you're just, you know, people get that, have their own process with it because they know when they're in their thinking and then when they, when they let go and relax and when they let go and relax, the horse wants to be around them. You know, that's just, it's just, it, they're drawn. They're drawn to that purity in us. Yeah, which I love the way you said that. They're yeah. drawn to, you know, the purity of who we are, underneath all of the stories, underneath any abuse, underneath any masks or bullshit or, you know, macho or you know, ego. I love the way you say that. that, macho. You're uh, so fabulous, Cassandra. You know, I I want to ask I want to ask one more question in this in this realm, and then we can move on. Uh, cause I know there's a lot of other stuff we want to ask you, but you know, for someone who's listening, who, who maybe they don't even know they've been sexually assaulted. Maybe they have done away with the secret. Maybe they've completely, their brain has completely forgot about any trauma that they may have. Like, I don't, and I'm not even for sure what I'm, I'm trying to have you say is an invitation for people to realize that it's okay to acknowledge what has happened to them and the power in that and what they can do if they don't have access to someone like you who has a, a beautiful ranch in Malibu. Like I'm sure there's someone listening who, in Wisconsin, uh, you know, and somewhere that, you know, are, they're kind of wondering like, wait, wait a minute. Have I been touched wrong? Did that, was that weird? Or like, you know, I, you I know, know- Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and you're you're talking about that. This are you you're asking the question not in relation to the horses, right? You're asking this as a well, yeah, I'm, uh, more that. so of just like what do we do for the people that don't have access to what you provide? Do you have anything for them, or do you have any uh, uh, any advice? Well, I mean, this is this is my niche, right? This is yeah. my niche, but I totally hear I totally hear you, and you know. I'm not, you know, I'm not making any, any judgment about, you know, what people have experienced, but we've all experienced trauma. You know, everybody has. Are you, sexual be, trauma? Or you, it, you, no, it, it doesn't, you know, anything. that's part of the human condition is that we experience things which might be hard for us, you know, and, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, a, a lot of the time I think that People that I work with feel, you know, really, really ashamed or really, you know, they, they can't talk about it. But there's something about we've all got it. We've all had things happen in our lives which have almost kind of gone towards shutting us down. Yeah. And we also all have underneath that a purity, a purity of spirit, you know. And it's just the layers that we put on top of that. So, you know, I mean, it's just about allowing, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with us. I think we're all in innate well-being. And I think that when trauma has happened, we start to think that there's something wrong with us or we did something wrong or, you know, I, I, I really believe that underneath every single person, you know, whatever, whoever they are, whatever they've done, 
is is an innate purity. Right, right. And I, yeah. and I think that just the, the belief of that, the belief that, you know, whether you've got access, you've, you've always got access in a way to quietening your thinking. And that's what I've, you know, really come to see this as. Definitely. Is the horses just point us to that quiet place in ourselves very easily. Yeah. But you can get that anywhere with anything. You can, yeah. you can walk in. For me, nature is something that really grounds me, but everybody does things which quietens their thinking and they feel more in their well-being. Yeah. And we're all going to go up and down. We're always, always going to go up and down because that's the nature of the human experience, in, in my opinion. There was something, Sterling, going to your question something I, I actually was not going to share this earlier when I was talking about somatic healing, because it's, it's how I found somatic healing to heal myself. But now you just mm-hmm. asked this question. So I feel like, well, what the hell? Here we go. Um, yeah. a few for, for as long as I can remember up until a few years ago, I would pee constantly. Like, and I'm not even like when I tell you every 20 minutes, I mean, every 15 to 20 minutes on the dot to the point where like when I was in high school, I used to get in trouble because the teachers thought I was trying to cut class when I just really had to go to the bathroom all the times. My mom would take me to a doctor and make sure I didn't have like some sort of problem. And I mean, so as like, you know, it was a real thing. And a few years mm-hmm. ago, I was actually uh, driving back from a bachelorette party in Vegas with some girlfriends. And I, I know how road trips go. They're painful for me because like I said, every 20 minutes I have to go. And yeah. so if I'm within a car with people, naturally I would hold, I would wait to say I had to go to the bathroom until the very, very till I was like going to explode because I'm like, how can I tell them every 20 minutes? I can't. So I'll wait until an hour and then tell them. And I told my girlfriends I had to go to the bathroom. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kept going, kept going. I was like, no, you guys, I really have to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got into a point where I was literally almost in tears. And I was like, they were laughing. But for me, it was like almost playing in slow-mo, like traumatic. Like, oh my God, they don't understand how much pain I'm in. This is fucking real for me. And I totally shut down. And literally I was having thoughts where I was like, I'm going to pee in the car on that. Like I was like, I'm going to show them how painful this is for me. And it got really weird. And I didn't like talk to them for like an hour after because it just got really weird. And I ended up going to, at the time I was seeing like this energy healer. She does like chiropractic work and somatic body healing and stuff. And I went the next week because I was like, that was really weird. Like I just couldn't explain it, but it brought up so much pain for me. And I walked in her office uh, to talk about it. And the first thing she said was, she goes, so when were you sexually abused? And I felt like I was going to throw up because I felt like I wanted to laugh and cry at the same time. Because first of all, no one had ever said that to me. And second of all, no one had said it as practical as she had just said. And I was like, what? But like my whole body almost like I felt like lost blood because there was something in me that registered. Like I wasn't laughing, like blowing her off. I was almost like, I can't believe the truth just came out. But, but by the way, I have zero memory of it. Couldn't tell you who, when anything I could tell you, I would have my guess, but I have zero facts to back it up, nor have I chosen to research it more because in that moment, it just like the way that my body reacted, I knew just listen and go with this. Something is happening right now and just open up to it. And she worked on me and I cried. And I remember going home that night and I just was like, I need to get in the bath. And I took a hot bath and I just wailed. I mean, like guttural, guttural. I'm like getting emotional talking about it right now. Cause I remember it was, it was like so real for me, whatever she had released in me was so Mm -hmm. real. And I couldn't make sense of it. And I didn't even need to. 
And the reason I'm sharing this is because I stopped from that day. I'm not kidding you until now. I don't have that issue anymore. And I had, and I had no idea. I just thought it was like something in me like, Oh yeah, that's how I am. That's me. I pee a lot. And I had no idea that it was my body's coping mechanism of whatever it is, nervousness, deep stored inside of me. You're not safe. You're not safe. I don't know. You know, whatever story you want to make up to it. But all I can Mm -hmm. tell you is everything changed for me after that. And and that was really when I was like, somatic body healing is real. Like that kind of points to what you were saying earlier about, you know, because you said if uh, just to, to let it go or, you know, to just to, I don't know what I'm hearing, you know, behind what you're saying is that whatever it was, you know, that you, you don't know and you don't need to go back and dig around you were willing to let the emotion come up when it did, like without any force, and you allowed yourself to fully feel everything that you needed to feel without any why or without any what or anything like that. You just felt felt it. Yeah, I and, just wailed. And, and I mean, I was wailing. Yeah. And it cleared. And, yeah. and I think that that's the potential for us all of the time is that, you know, we have an emotion, we could be really sad, you know, we could feel, you know, we're we're releasing something and just to allow it to happen and let it pass. Yeah. I think that that's just a a huge, a huge thing that you've just said, you know, because a lot of the time we think we're going to be overwhelmed by it or, you know, we're, Or also just like, I could have been like, fuck you, lady. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, you know, that's a really serious thing she said to me, but I, but I just knew. And and are you saying you you don't really care whether that was true or not? I mean, that was right. I don't think I would ever say that to anybody personally. You know, I, I, that wouldn't be my way to be like, well, when were you? you, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what's happened in your life. I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't presume Right. Well, and then she did say, do you have any memories? But at that, but, but also I've been working with this woman for so long. We have a very short hand, like, you know, she and I, you know, I, I, yeah, I I wouldn't, I like if it was my first way she felt safe to say, yes, yes. I had given her permission. We had talked about a lot of other things and you know, this wasn't like a one thing. What I love about you sharing that is the fact that, and it's kind of piggybacking or going back to my question, which is, I feel like sexual abuse is it's if you were to look at it on a linear scale that it it extends so far from something so minor to major, you know, from, I mean, we know the major stuff from it happening within the family or whatever, but it, a lot of people may not even know that it happened to them or Mm -hmm. they don't even remember how, at what, I mean, cause every once in a while you might get a flash or something or, or whatever, but what you're saying is by just kind of like leaning into it uh, is might be enough for someone to get over something that they don't even know they need to. And I, I think that's, I think it's powerful what you said because you didn't know, I mean, you didn't know what happened and you still don't or anything. And and the fact that you just kind of leaned into it somehow healed you. I'm telling you my whole life changed. I don't panic anymore about going to the bathroom. And and I'm, I'm wondering also whether we've, all got, I mean, this lady obviously, you know, like pointed you in a direction and you, you, but you healed yourself, really. That's what I'm hearing is that 
you know, you allowed yourself to feel those feelings. You didn't question it. You didn't need to go back and dig around. You let something, you let something release. And I think that that's what's amazing is that we, we really have that potential, each one of us to, to heal ourselves and to trust that, you know, when we, when we allow it to come up and we don't hang on to it or we don't, you know, ruminate in it, uh, in any of those feelings, but we allow them to pass it through. I think that that is really where everyone's self-healing is. I love that you said that. You know, I love that's a beautiful thing that uh, you just said. I love boobies. Who doesn't love boobies? I think you love them more than me, even though I love mine, but I still think you love them more than me. Everybody loves boobies, and everyone loves third love. Woohoo! Third love uses measurements of millions of women to design bras with an all day comfort and support. They also have an amazing promise 60 days to wash it, try it out, wear it. All of it, if you don't love it, returns are always free. And since it's the holidays, one of my favorite things is how they give back. Third Love donates all of their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Fran Bay area and across the United States. So far, get this, Third Love has donated over 15 million bras. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. That's an insane amount of bras to be donated. Wait, 15 million bras? So that means 30 million boobies are covered. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash spiritual now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash spiritual for 15% off today. Happy holidays. Hey, Ariel. Hey, it's Darlene. Do you want to update about my candid experience? Tell me everything. Because I'm live. Like, it's happening to me right now. Like, I'm I going to the process. It's so cool. I love them. I They sent me this really easy kit to do at home. And I'm not the greatest at life sometimes. So I was like, you know what? I'd rather just go to the candid store, if you will. I guess that's what it's called. Have the entire experience with... A person, but you know, if you're not into humans, you can just do it all at home and it's super easy. But, anyways, I went to the store in West Hollywood, walked in, they were so nice. Everyone there was like expecting me, waiting, and just greeting me with all perfect straight smiles, which we love. Which we love. <laughs> they gave me a toothbrush to get cleaned up and ready to go. Then they sit me down in this chair and put like the most futuristic computer thing on my teeth I've ever experienced. Like, it was live action x-rays wow and yeah and the computer was like graphing out my entire uh face teeth module pretty much and teeth module a, teeth module i made that up is that oh is that, wow now you're yeah. dirty talking <laughs> 
And so anyways, it only took like five minutes and they're like, okay, you're done. And here's a bunch of free crap. And I was like, amazing. And I'm going to get my denture or my dentures, my uh, aligners, my liners in the mail, like in a few weeks. And it's and like, then you start the there. process. It's that easy. It's that easy. It's because amazing. Candid ships directly to you. And not only do they ship directly to you, they donate $25 with each aligner purchase to Smile Train, who brings safe, 100% free cleft lip and palate treatments to children around the globe. This is amazing. Anyways, give yourself the gift of Candid. Go to candidco.com slash spiritualgasm and use code spiritualgasm to get $75 off. Wow. That's candidco.com slash spiritualgasm, code spiritualgasm for $75 off. Candidco.com slash spiritualgasm, code spiritualgasm. Happy holidays. Now, okay, so switching gears because this is this is all heavy stuff and it's so yeah. important. And I feel like yeah, we, we haven't told any jokes. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, wait. So but wait. Beautiful how, conversation. So we're both actors. You were a casting director in <laughs> London, will you, will or in, you in cast Hollywood? us in something now, <laughs> please? Yeah, in, in London. In, in London. London. I, that's amazing that you you dug that one up. Well, yeah. I I think casting casting directors are the most overworked underpaid people in this business and they don't get the respect and they they need Oscars and they, they definitely need Oscars. They need, I I don't know. I just feel like I interned, I interned at a casting office once and I was like, Oh my God, this is insane. Like what they have to, the hours and what they're being yelled at for and blah, blah, blah. And like what we Mm -hmm. actors think how, you know, how it all works is not how it all works. And uh, so did, did casting push you in a direction where you needed some calmness as well? I mean, did how did you go from casting to... You were uh, like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Wow. I'm traumatized. I need <laughs> yeah. horses. Yeah. <laughs> no, I tell you what, I loved working in casting. I loved it. That's I mean, great. it was, you know, it was a while ago now. Where, where are we talking about? Like in the late 80s, uh, pretty much. Well, actually mid to late 80s uh, into 90s, I suppose. And, um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I had such a blast. That's awesome. Um, you know, in, in London. And a lot of, I worked at the National Theatre, casting um, uh, at the National Theatre for a while, and I worked with two amazing casting directors, you know, back in the day. We did, we worked for David Lean. I mean, that's what going way back, you know, Lawrence of Arabia, that, that dude. Yeah. You know, we just had, we did so many great things. But, no, I think that, the reason I was in casting is because I, I stayed calm. I, I was pretty calm. Ah. And also, I feel like, in a way, I'm sort of still doing the same job. But not that, you know, I'm, I'm mentoring. You know, I mentor people. Uh, I don't really call it coaching. I call it more, more mentorship. But in a way, I was doing that then. Because actors would come up for roles. And, you know, you guys know, you know, it's a... It, it can be hard not to take it personally sometimes, you know, when you're yes. going up for a, a role and you don't get it or you've worked so hard to get it and you don't get chosen. And, you know, I think that there's a lot the of worst. insecurity in, in, the, in the industry. And I really work very hard to just really be super respectful to everyone who came in for a job and that, Aww. you know, just... Um, I don't know, just something about really valuing everybody for what they put in and, 
you know, that it's not personal. I have a question. They don't get it. Yes. I have a question. What would you give? Okay. So Sterling has just come off of working on two major network shows where he slayed it. And the thing that is so cool is Sterling is openly gay and fights so hard to support the gay community and trans rights. And also he plays like the hottest straight guys on television. It's really incredible. <laughs> he plays like right. he was just an, masculine. yeah, super masculine. And um, so he's just repping on these two shows and he was just talking to me about how like, you know, it's such a hard thing that we do because you feel so amazing on set. And then as soon as it's done, it's you're back to the drawing board again. And how do you how do you counteract those feelings of like insecurity and and when when do I work again and all those things that come after wrapping a job? And, you know, I yeah. can, from an a- actor to actor talk is one thing, but I'm curious, like as a casting director, knowing what he's going through, what would you say to him? Oh, wow. I would say Good that. luck. <laughs> yeah. what, do you, what do you got for me? No, because I feel like every actor will be listening to this right now. Like, you are so normal. Like, just think, we, we all have insecure thinking. We all have insecure thinking. Mm-hmm. And yours might be more extreme at a point where, you know, you just, it, it's an extreme situation being an actor. But I think that, Insecure thinking is what we all go through. We have insecure thoughts all the time. You know, like, are they talking about me? You know, we're, we're, you know, what do they think about me? You know, we're just constantly in this chatter. Our minds are chattering away, you know, and, and we will go through insecure thinking. And just to know, because we're, we're talking about the same resilience here. We're talking about the same well-being that we are when we're talking about it in trauma, that you, underneath it all, you have a peaceful place. You know you're going to get work. You know you're super hot and everybody loves you. No, I'm joking. Go on, you, go yes, on. Yes, yes. Underneath it all, you have that innate well-being and that you can trust and you can rely on. And sometimes you're going to have insecure thinking and sometimes you're not. And then there's no point because when you're not in the insecure thinking, you can't even believe why you were feeling so insecure. Yeah. It can be... It can be, it's so transitory of thinking. Yeah. The next true. minute, you, you could be wallowing in it and feeling insecure for a week. And then you get a phone call, which one call says, you know, you might get this job. And then suddenly it's all gone away. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so, so I think that, you know, just being conscious of the transitory nature of our thinking can really help to settle that down. Yeah. Wow, no. you are you are you are a brilliant, brilliant person, and thank you for sharing. I, I will say what you said earlier, where you said we all have the power to heal ourselves, like that. Yes, that totally is something that I'm going to keep forever, and I hope that listeners do as well. And right. um, yeah, just thanks for uh, thanks for being on the show. I, I I I'm so, for lack of better words, uh, proud of what you're doing um, with people and connecting them. The horses. I mean, I grew up on a ranch where I had to be on a horse every day because my dad was like, I don't know. He just wanted me on a horse every day. And I remember being on a horse and just being like, oh, I can't wait till I move to the city and get off this ranch. And the moment I moved to the city, I was like, God, I missed the ranch. But, you know, to uh, yeah. to, to find the connection between 
you know, everything that you're doing in horses, it's, it's a beautiful path and, um, congratulations on helping so many people. I, 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 Thank you I, so much. yeah, it's, it's really good. Big. Yeah. We, I'm so happy. We, I mean, uh, just from selfish standpoint, because we love horses so much, we were excited to yeah. talk to you, but I yes. love your, your, she herd organization and what you and Beth bears do is so beautiful. And, and also just hearing that you went from casting to equine therapy is just such a cool and beautiful story so thanks for sharing with us crazy yeah Yeah. thank you so much and it's been an absolute pleasure and you know just i want to just say that such a lovely feeling from you both i mean it's just really cool what you're doing oh thank you you. yeah and it's it really it's got such a lovely feeling behind it and i'm really uh really grateful that you you chose me well i i'm i'm personal i'm friends with beth as well and so ariel and i will have to come up and see yes, you sometime we'll like, all go riding or yeah. something or you'll have to come to a polo match or something that or, we're or doing why don't you there. come say hi in the studio and bring the horses yeah exactly <laughs> all of it. we'll bring the studio to your ranch <laughs> awesome well thank you again we'll hang with horses at some point and, oh and also just really quickly for anyone listening is there anything that your ranch needs as far as after the fire do you guys still need any sort of like supplies or volunteers or anything you know if um this this isn't my ranch um if you want to check out what i do my website is called the reflective horse the reflective horse.com okay um now where i've just been hanging out is not where i uh, typically do my programs but it's called sky dog sanctuary and they do have a volunteer program um and it's i think it's skydogranch.org they do have a volunteer program. They're doing really great, but you know, you can check that out as well. Um, Amazing. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's how you'll find me. Absolutely. We will uh, promote you and Absolutely. Um, we, we praise you and we applaud you. So thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. You both. Bye. Bye. And now we'd like to thank our sponsors. Who doesn't like to sleep like royalty? You like softness, comfort, essentials to help you relax? Brooklinen has it all. I couldn't recommend their products more. For graduates, newlyweds, friends or family, or even treating yourself to the bedroom upgrade you deserve. Get 10% off and free shipping anytime when you shop at brooklinen.com and use promo code SPIRITUAL. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. To get 10% off and free shipping, go to brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Code SPIRITUAL. Wow, that was an amazing interview. She is a beautiful, beautiful woman. That's intense. That's that's God's work. But and imagine like that's how she spends her days. I mean, obviously being with these horses is a beautiful thing, but think about the people she sees coming and going and and what like miracles she must witness just by opening up this opportunity. I'm He's like, can I get an amen? I mean, I literally wasn't anticipating to learn that much, but she spoke so eloquently that she it was did. like, like it was like 
almost like a bedtime story. Everything was just like, just going into my ear and really making me, I started compassion. That's why I asked that question. Like I had compassion for all of those who don't feel comfortable to speak up on sexual uh, assaults and or anything that's been. Yeah. Well, to be honest, Sterling, I like I had completely forgotten about my experience until you asked her that question. It literally like jogged me. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I used to pee all the time. And then I had this woman and then I went through this thing and like it, I actually started reliving something I'd completely forgotten about because it's just, I feel and how did that like make a you different feel? person like, for someone who's listening. Like you just shared a major thing. So for someone who might be on the verge of like just realizing something themselves, um, do you encourage them to share or like, do you feel Absolutely. better now that you shared that? You know, I don't know if it's about feeling better. I, I almost feel like, wow, thank you for bringing that up because I had forgotten that I had given myself that healing. And like, I'm such a different person now. It reminded me where I've been and where I am today. And it reminded me, like, I used to live like that. For most of my life, I lived in like pain around finding my next bathroom. And I just thought that was normal me. I didn't even know I had a choice to like fix it. And anytime I was trying to fix it, it was through a doctor. It wasn't through someone asking me to like heal a trauma. I think that's the other thing that's wrong with our society today is like, oh yeah, you have a problem, medicate it or fix it or go to a doctor. It's like, we don't, we don't first go to healing within ourselves or like trauma. You know, we go to like band-aids with medication And there was no medication involved in that process. Uh, And so I was glad you asked the question because I had completely forgotten about it and not because I tried to block it out, but just because like, it's not a part of who I am anymore. I feel totally healed from it. And it doesn't mean it doesn't still exist. Like, so I guess what I'm saying is I'm glad that I got to talk about it because I do think that's important. And it's been years since I have. Yeah. Well, I I was going into the show thinking it was going to be boring. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but you were like all fired up about all sorts of different sex things, well, which was, was really weird. I was feeling randy. And Whoa. then I got just like a whole lesson of like compassion and like. It calmed us down. Yeah. 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 yeah she really which we need. Killed sometimes. my buzz. <laughs> uh, no, it was amazing. Um, well, we, I hope we have her back. Honestly, I hope I want her back. Hor- I want, I want her horses in our studio. Yeah. Sim, can we make that happen? Thanks. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you guys. We love you all. Please go to do our Instagram. Her, do we know her Instagram? Yeah. Her website. Whenever. Well, while we're finding that you guys can follow yeah. us at spiritual gasm on Instagram yep. and Sterling and I will both be plugging it on our Instagrams. Any questions, comments, anything you have, write us on the DMS. Yeah. We definitely want to be responding to any questions or any stories you have that you may want to share. We'll follow up with you. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Spiritual gasm is executive produced by Ariel Kebble. That's me. Sterling Jones, that's him, and Sim Sarna. Associate producer is Daniela Silva. Edited by Matt Sasaki and music by Josh Cook and Alicia Eagle. Spiritualgasm is a Cloud 10 production and is powered by Simplecast.